0: Welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. Can I ask you a question? How do you feel right now? Do a gut check. This week, we're going to explore how you're handling or being handled by our rapidly shifting world. We're not going to talk about virtual tools, stage presence, or even products. In this week's episode, Be Resilient, we're going to focus on the most important aspect of your speaking business, which is you. Let's get started. Today on Voices of Experience, we have Alyssa Hayes with us talking about how we can be resilient. So why is Alyssa with us today? Well, she was body slammed by a semi-truck that was going 65 miles per hour while she was on foot seven hospitals in four states and the use of her brother's kidney, she's now speaking on resilience because who knows what it means to be resilient more than she does. So thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, the reason why I wanted you on VOE is we often talk about immediately actionable things we can do in our businesses. And it seems to me that we're in this atmosphere now, Alyssa, where speakers are overwhelmed our industry has changed very fast it's overwhelming and i know that you even started doing these amazing facebook lives inviting a lot of the speaker community in what are you seeing as a temperature check for many speakers right now how are we doing at just being grounded and allowing ourselves space to to figure out what's next you know crystal what i'm seeing a lot as i talk to different speakers is usually
1: one of two things they are either taking essentially some sabbatical either with intention or more often more out of just imploding a bit Mm -hmm. or they are scrambling and have that hungry i've got to get work i've got to find work i got to get work i got to find work with that hamster on a wheel type of a feeling. And either way, it is super stressful.
0: So as someone who, I mean, when before all of this happened, before COVID-19, you spoke on resilience. I mean, this has been your topic for quite a right. while. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be to each separate group? Because we're dealing with two different things here. What what information or advice or, or tips would you give to to speakers, no matter where they are? Right. Well, I like to call it honestly my three by three we've all heard a five by
1: five but I was hit in the head so that's too much to remember okay uh, <laughs> well, it it is getting connected it's all about getting connected and grounded through a mind body spirit not to get all too woo woo but But it's the truth,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and part of what people don't understand from the very beginning is they don't understand how their own mind works. I had a traumatic brain injury when I was discharged from the hospital. I couldn't read, I couldn't do fourth grade math, even if you gave me a calculator. I couldn't remember how to cook food. I've had to relearn. Pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. So, along the way, I had to learn a lot about brain function. I also ended up with PTSD, Mm -hmm. done some digging and learning along the way. And part of what I learned is our brain operates from the bottom up, which means it begins with the amygdala, the lizard brain, as we've heard it referred to. And when I speak to groups, I talk about baby lizards, recognizing people who are operating from their amygdala moving upwards there's a relationship that happens when you're under stress your brain stem your most primal stem and right now with everybody feeling like they've been hit by a truck Mm -hmm. that your brain is scrambling for survival you start threatening people's income that's a survival response Mm. your brain is thinking the world is trying to kill me you might not consciously think that But when COVID hit and everything shut down and you're watching your income collapse Mm -hmm. and and you have to reinvent, your brain is trying to survive. So that triggers what's called the HPA access, basically a lot of hormones that pump cortisol into your system. And to get weirdly technical, your hippocampus Mm -hmm not a school for hippos, your hippocampus, which regulates part of your your limbic response, your emotional response, actually gets smaller. Your brain has so much neuroplasticity. It can grow and change and evolve, and that's why I'm able to talk to you today. Mm -hmm. But when you are under this kind of stress, the portion of your brain that is helping to regulate that actually gets smaller. And research has shown that it stops being able to be flexible. So we, gotta, we, we have to stop that process, right? Because as speakers, we need our brains
0: a lot. How, how do we stop the... Pro- now, now, I'm, now I'm like, wait a minute, how do we stop the process? <laughs> right, right. That's the work of resilience right there. That, and that's
1: why it's not just about, I want to be in a better mood. I want to feel better. I don't want to have this anxiety. It's literally about protecting your brain function. Mm. First, you need to start with being realistic about your energy. All of that work of your brain takes energy. To expect that you can operate at the same energy level without downtime is a really unreasonable expectation. Mm. So it's okay. It's okay to slow it down. You can slow it down huge... Beneficial practice is meditation, whether that's through a formal meditation or through a a mindfulness-based stress reduction. There have been multiple studies. A 2011 Harvard study actually was showing that meditation increases the activity of your hippocampus, Mm -hmm. which we want, and decreases activity of the amygdala, which we want. Do you want to slow things down to protect your brain? Other things. You need to balance that kind of rest Mm -hmm. with movement. We're all sitting in front of screens right now. So much more. We're not getting up and running through airports, or in my case, rolling through airports. Mm -hmm. Instead, we're getting up and walking to our home office and sitting down all day long. So you got to get up and get moving because it has been shown. There's two very specific kinds of movement. Okay that we need to be working on studies have shown that aerobic movement, get your cardio in. Okay. Right. Actually increases the capacity of your hippocampus. Ah. So it's not just about your heart health. It's about your brain health and what's called bilateral stimulation. In other words, think about walking or drumming or, I don't know. Playing ping pong. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Something that is rhythmic and uses both sides of your body. So why does that matter? It matters because when your body is either seeing or hearing or tactile moving through a bilateral stimulation and a rhythmic pattern, your brain cannot help but pay attention to it it's trained to watch for tigers, right? Mm-hmm. And so your brain is going, wait, is, is that a tiger? Is that a tiger? Is that a tiger? I don't know. Is that, that might be a tiger. And because your brain is doing that, it's activating both hemispheres of your brain and it is quieting down all of this stress response that we get from that helplessness feeling. Mm-hmm. Because when you get your whole brain working, you stop feeling helpless and you start feeling capable big difference so even just taking a walk Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which get outside you can be socially distanced take a walk and activate your body, it you get your blood moving. It's good for all of those things that we already know.
0: But the part that people don't usually know is how much that helps their brain. OK. So, so far, you've given us some great tools. You told us that we should be meditating. And and as someone who meditates, and I know there might, there's probably other speakers that are listening to us right now that are very familiar. There's some others that are like, oh, I thought it was woo-woo. They don't realize you can literally set a timer for five minutes, sit in silence, and just breathe to the count of seven in and out and just keep doing that for five minutes, right? So just, you said simple meditation. And then you mentioned movement, both aerobic and you said bilateral stimulation I'm, I'm listening over here throwing out the big words i know right so it sounds like we can you know jump on youtube do a little dance real fast maybe for five minutes as a break in the day Yeah and maybe do even a drum solo <laughs> yes from one of the songs. Okay. Any, anything else that you think? Now, you also mentioned rest, which I know you haven't gotten into yet. What does rest look like? Because some of us speakers believe, you know what? We just have to grind. And if we sleep for two hours, that's enough. Does that work? No, no, oh, no. it does not. No. no, I know.
1: Speakers are, we are driven, I mean, we are just go, go, go pedal to the metal. And this was the biggest lesson I learned after getting body slammed by the semi, Mm -hmm. because I was exactly like that. Mm -hmm. Just full steam ahead all the time by slowing down. And as they say, smell the roses, spend time with family right now is the perfect time for that. It's a phenomenal opportunity to really slow things down and connect with people. Mm -hmm. You, Drop down, in, in, metaphorically speaking, to a more grounded human level. And what's happening with our clients? And here's why: uh, people who maybe care less about the woo-woo sounding of it, our clients are stressed. Everybody we speak to, they're stressed. And what's happening in organizations? They're watching their employees in their home with their kid running in. I need help with my homework. That the cat is howling in the background, the dog's jumping up, the front door slamming. As speakers, we're lucky if that's not all happening while we're trying to speak. Right. Right. And so companies now are becoming more in tune with being real, Mm. with humanity, and they're caring so much more about the human aspect of their people. They are managers are caring about how their people are are handling their kids schooling at home because they're recognizing that it makes a big difference in their workday. So as a speaker, if you show up with all of that go, go, go energy, you're missing the mark. You are not meeting people where they are at. Right.
0: And you know, it's, it's, it's great that you mentioned this because I've seen people not just speakers but on conferences where you can feel that energy coming off of them and it gives you anxiety like watching them you're like (sighs) right right
1: and 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 our our audience members the people we're speaking to they're in front of screens too all day long Mm -hmm. sick to death of it so showing up as a real person with compassion and understanding for the experience that they're having is absolutely key to being able to connect because we don't get to connect with our people in pre-conference meetings and rolling around at meals. Well, I roll, other people walk. (laughs) So, (laughs) so we have to, we have to have other ways to connect. Mm -hmm. And so we connect by being a real human. Mm and real
0: humans need rest. Okay, if you were to prescribe to everybody what rest looks like, and I know this sounds funny, but not everybody understands rest. Some of us were brought up in family systems where rest was not really something that much importance was was put on. What does rest look like? Well, it looks different for a lot of people. For me, it looks
1: like sitting in the hot tub mm-hmm. <laughs> or watching, a TV show with my kids that that they're really into. For other people, rest might look like going out and taking a bike ride. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean slow. Mm -hmm. It means giving your brain and your body a break from that striving energy.
0: Mm. Okay. So now that you've given us tips that we can use, so that you know we're we're not having this issue with our brain where we're in this fear of of being attacked. What is maybe the next thing we need to look at um, in terms of outlook on resilience? Because people aren't stressed for no reason. You know the world is changing rapidly. I've I've said a few times on a lot of my conferences that you know the the way that we understand that the world works, especially in the U.S., has shifted twice this year. The foundation of how we understood things to work. So so how do you find resilience in a world that's moving faster than maybe you've been?
1: Mm. You know, I think it's important to redirect your focus. When we have our all of our income collapse and we have to reinvent mm-hmm. how we do it, we're trying to figure out how to set up home studios, how to create videos for people when at to reinvent, some people just spent thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on new websites, new videos, and now that's essentially not relevant. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Why do we do what we do? That's what we need to remember. We are here to stand in the gap for people, for our clients. As speakers, it is our responsibility, it is our honor to stand in the gap with other people who are hurting our audience members are hurting and it doesn't matter what you speak on if you speak on technology you speak on technology and future you are there to stand in the gap with people in their stress as they're trying to figure out how to move forward when we keep our mindset on this outward directed focus of being of service to others and not just by um i don't mean that just in checking in with your clients to see how they're doing, which is incredibly important, but I mean in approaching our work with an attitude of, what is my pandemic legacy going to be? Mm. When all of this is done, when I look back, am I going to be telling the story to my children, to my grandchildren, you know what I did? I worked really hard at getting more work. Mm. And they'll say, huh, hundreds of thousands of people dying and that's all you have to say? Instead, what we might say is I worked really hard at helping everybody I could possibly speak to and how to handle their work and their lives because I recognize that as a professional communicator, I have a gift that right now the world needs more than it has in any of our lifetimes. Yes, yes. So I... Want to encourage people, if I could shift that just a little bit, because all this sounds super serious. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I'm actually not that serious of a person. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Uh, no one that's with us right now would know this, but before the show, you were feeding me lines and I was like, I can't pull that off. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to leave you with that one. I, you're not going to get me to say that on air. I'm not going to sound funny. Uh, so no, you're not. You're a lot of fun. You're compassionate, but you're really fun. I try. So I I had a a a long time career, uh, professional
1: entertainer, actor, theater, dance, that whole thing. Uh And one of the first things I learned in the hospital is that entertainment, being an entertainer, is a survival skill. Mm. You got to be able to laugh at things. You have to be able to laugh at the things that aren't funny. For example, one of the first things that I said early on after coming out of a coma, the nurse said, "Alisa." you know they pull all the tubes out uh take me off the ventilator I Have my own personal experience with that
0: mm-hmm.
1: said, elisa can we can we get you anything would you like a little water so i looked at the nurse and i looked at my family i said yeah can i have a beer <laughs> <laughs> my mom because they didn't even know how how much brain damage i had Uh my mom busts out laughing turns to everybody in the room and goes yeah she's in there she's fine i'm still on life support but my mother's going yeah she's fine (laughs) (laughs) so we're all still on life support right we're all still trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. but but we're fine we can be fine i found out they had to amputate half my rear end because I, I all of the gluteal muscles were causing sepsis in my body on that side. Okay, um, And so I started cracking jokes about it pretty early on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not because I actually thought it was funny, but because I'm not gonna take myself too seriously. Okay. I want all of our speaker friends to just not take themselves too seriously. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. You don't have to. Chuck Gallagher did a wonderful job of talking about our redoing our demo reels as a uh, virtual, how we do that virtually. So I don't have one of those created yet. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chuck, I know I probably caught you, but yesterday. Instead, what I did, I was talking to a client who, uh, a bureau client who's submitting me for speaking on resilience to an organization. I said, I tell you what, I have this Facebook live video that I did of me dancing around my office to let it go from frozen. Uh I'll send you that. That was my demo reel. (laughs) Because I said, everybody has watched enough boring, horrible zoom meetings. Yes. I'm sure they know I can speak, but do they know I can be fun? Mm. So here, let's, I'll send this. And I just didn't take myself too seriously. Right. And the, my client with the bureau, he loved it because he's also really stressed.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So the more we can manage our own stress, the more we can show up in a way that is fun And compassionate and grounded for everybody that we interact with which means we make ourselves magnetic they want to be around that everybody wants that right now so it's not just for our own well-being which is important absolutely but it is also so that we can be of service in the world which is what I think is the most important thing.
0: We're extremely grateful to Elisa for taking the time to help us get grounded and be resilient. Thank you for tuning in to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. I'll see you next week.